Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Schoenemann alongside Pete Robertson. Well, when I say alongside, you're about 5,000 miles away, but not really alongside. So we've yeah, got a little Na- special Naples, show Florida. today. Naples, yeah. Well, you're in Naples, but it's not Florida. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm Naples, Italy. Oh, my gosh. Did I just say Naples, Florida? I need some you more You did. Sleep. You did. So I'm sitting in my office in Orlando, Florida, and Pete is in Naples, Italy. So it's about, what, six hours different, time difference? Yeah. Yeah. I was in Athens last week, and it was seven hours. So then I, I guess I gained an hour, right, coming to, to Italy. Yep. But yeah, and those yeah, yeah th- those of you that are watching us on YouTube, Pete, it looks like he's sitting in a shower with the shower curtain sitting behind him. Yeah, so that's nice. Yep. I like I like I'm in the, the bathtub backdrop. right now. <laughs> I like the backdrop. That's sharp. So I miss you, brother. It's been a couple of weeks since we've seen each other. I know we had some shows, know. and you know, through the through the the miracle of uh of being able to save stuff, we did a couple of shows ahead of time. So giving away yeah. some of our giving away some of our trade secrets, but. It's I missed you. I missed doing these shows and can't wait to see you again. But it's been nice. It's been nice catching up. Yeah. And I was just telling you, like we right before we do our shows, we always spend time in prayer. And man, it's just such a powerful time when you and I just get to just be broken before each other. But more importantly, before God and just surrender our lives. And it just builds me up. And it was just such a refreshing thing. And uh, and just just to get caught up. We talked about our life. What are you doing this week? What's going on with Sammy? You know, what's going on with yeah. the kids? And yeah. So I love that part. So yeah. Anyway, it's been, so what do we do this crazy. week? Well, we had uh, were... my, my daughter had uh, her school play that she was she was acting in. And it's, it was yeah. a, music, a musical. And she got, you know, do it was uh, Beauty and the Beast. So she got do lots of singing. And uh, she she absolutely loves it. I mean, it's like I don't know. She's just made she's made for it. You know, my little drama queen, right? But she well, she's absolutely a star, big time. She yeah. absolutely loves it. And uh, the grandparents came down, spent the week with us, and went to went to every show. We just had a blast. And then one of my good buddies, who I I bowl tournaments with, got inducted to the United States Bowling Congress Hall of Fame. So wow. that was that was last week. So I flew out to Vegas to be part of that and help him celebrate. And uh, so not only did I get to see that, but I got to meet. I mean, some of our listeners know I used to work in the bowling industry, and uh, I got to meet a bunch of people that I used to work with. You know, it's been for some of them, it's been a decade since I've seen them. Um, but it was really, really cool getting to catch up with a lot of people, getting to hug a lot of people, and just people, man, I just that just love. You know, like they're like family. And uh, yeah. it was just really, You've known really it for cool. a long time, right? Really, yeah, a long time. And yeah. then the banquet itself was just uh, honestly, it was just. I wish my wife had been there. So it was, it was a reminder, really, of why we love the sport of bowling so much. And you know, mm. we it, bowling it's an amazing game, but the people are even better. And it was just really, really cool catching up. So I want to make it a point, maybe next year or the year after, take Crystal and and go to that awards, go to the Hall of Fame. Was Shannon there? Again, it was, uh, Shannon was not there. No, uh, no, I didn't. I didn't get to see her. I did get, get did get to catch a bunch of other people. Well, she's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame one day. Yeah, so one day. I'll make yeah. sure that I go to that one for sure. Right. Um, but no, no, she wasn't. She wasn't at that one. So yeah, that she was should kind have of you speak. my couple weeks. <laughs> I get help. Yeah, she should have you speak. For... She should have you speak. Yeah, at the thing. 
Yeah, she um, she's a good so, speaker. She'll do a great job. Yeah, she's a good speaker, and she's thought, and she she can talk and carry a conversation yep. or carry the whole conversation, and you don't need to say a word. Nope, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, she's Shannon, amazing. you ask one question, and and it goes. Um, awesome. Yeah. So for me, as you know, I've been traveling for the last 14 days. Um, <laughs> and I'm on the tail end of a 22 day, two day, uh, or actually 23 day, uh, tour. So we started in, um, we started in Athens and we went to a, a city called Mitora or Meteora. And anybody that's been there knows it's, it's, um, if anybody's been to Zion national park, it's like Zion national park, but on the top of these, plateaus there's um monasteries and they had the in order to get them up on the monast on these plateaus they had to use a pulley system and they built these full-on monasteries um in in a miraculous way it's almost like god did it it's i it's in it's it's hard to comprehend how in the world they got all the monastery stuff up there. So anyways, we went and visited those. I think there was like six of them up on these little plateaus, you know, and it's just, it was pretty crazy. Um, but from there we went into Athens and we just, we did a, you know, we, we took a group on a footsteps of Paul tour and um, you know, it was, it's just been exhausting, but that's what we're going to talk about today. I mean, it's, it's a, uh, uh, it's a tour that we're not, it's not that we're promoting a tour. Anybody that listens to us knows that, uh, Christine and I will, we own a mission travel faith tours, um, ministry. And, uh, so a lot of churches, they go with us over to, you know, Israel and, you know, the, all the different footsteps of Paul footsteps of Martin Luther and that kind of thing. And, uh, this tour got so big, um, that we felt that because whenever you get multiple buses and you get, you know, a lot of people, it's it's best sometimes to actually be on the hand be the hands and feet on the ground um instead of entrusting our tour leaders to do it you know it's it's kind of better to have multiple tour leaders involved in it and so yeah yeah it's it kind of it kind of took off and so you know they said you got to come you got to come it's like <laughs> all right we'll go you know but i mean it's not that we don't like to go it's just it takes a lot out of you you know if you're going to your first time and it's you know, it's new and exciting. That's different. It's a holiday. It's a vacation. It's a dream vacation. But when you've gone, when you travel as much as we, both of us actually have traveled over the years, traveling, it's tough, man. <laughs> just it's a, it becomes a job. It's not vacation, it's, right? It's, <laughs> this was definitely a job. <laughs> so Christine and I are definitely spent. Do you miss um, your pillow but, yet? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's what we were just talking about. You know, you never realize how much you love your own, your own bed and your own pillow until you haven't had it for a long time. <laughs> Everybody that's listening are like, yes, they it's know. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Well, that's it's awesome. Like and that's... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> See, so our listeners will be like, what is going on? So this is the difference of us not being in the same room together and being able to interact but it's going to be great. So we're we're, we're going to just, we're going to talk a lot about this trip, and uh, you know, in our show notes, Pete's Pete's put in. And we got some cities that he's going to try to make me pronounce, which is going to be entertaining for you, the listeners. So be prepared for that. But honestly, Pete, before we jump into that, let's let's open up in prayer, like we yeah. like we always do, and yeah. uh, then I cannot wait to kind of go through this footsteps of Paul tour with you again, yeah. not to promote cool. the tour, but to just talk about man some of the experiences yeah. and how God has worked over the last couple mm. of weeks. It's going to be really really yeah. cool. 
So, Heavenly Father, we just we just love you. We trust you. We, we're just so excited to be able to have this opportunity to be together again and, and, and record this podcast, Lord. We can't, uh, can't wait for our listeners to be able to hear it. I hope they hear our joy and uh, just our expectation of what you're going to do through this podcast. So, Lord, we just ask that everything we say and do over the next uh, little while, Lord, just bring you glory that uh, is, is always, always truth, Lord. And, you know, the, we, we name this podcast for a reason, that righteous invasion of truth, Lord. And that's, we just want everything we want to do. We just want to spill out and speak out your truth. So Lord, we ask that you would help us do that. Help us get out of the way, speak through us. In a, you know, we want the show to be about you. So w- would you help us make, make that happen today? We love you, Lord. We trust you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So, you know, did, I was just thinking, well, go ahead. What no, I was going to say, do you have a show title? Do you have a show title for this? Yeah, I was thinking we'll just call it Footsteps of Paul. I like it. Um, I like it. I mean, it kind of puts it. But I was just let me read this real quick. So first Corinthians 11, one says this. It says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And and I think that let's just make that the theme of this show. And, um, you know, we're going to talk about Corinth a little bit. But one of the things that Paul um, expressed to the people that he was leading, or I should say serving was he said, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So let's just keep that resonate that in our minds as we go through this and let's just Lord willing, we can just bring this to life of, of Paul in, in, you know, his journey you know, I mean, he 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 went so far. I mean, his missionary journeys, his three missionary journeys, there was probably four. Um, we only know about three. You know, we one of them, I think he went to Spain and some other places but based off of some history or culture or something. I don't know. But I mean, I've heard it said. But um, yeah, so let's just kind of do that and let's just see where it goes. Yeah. OK. Well, I mean, our opening right. statement, we kind of already covered that. So, you know, we're just we're going to cover the footsteps of Paul. Let me rehash that. And I'll remind you that Pete right now is not in Naples, Florida, but he's in Naples, Italy. Yeah. So are you going to get yeah. some like an authentic Italian dinner? Or actually, it's probably already past dinner time, isn't it? Yeah, we just ate. Actually, I just <laughs> I was I was eating. We're sitting on the water. So our hotel here is on the water nice. in Naples. And um, it's just the sun was going down. We were eating. Yeah, we've had so much Italian food. It's crazy. So when in Athens, we had like just nothing but, you know, Greek food and Greek food. hummus and yeah, a lot of olives and oh, you know, that I love kind of it. Oh, I'm so it jealous. It was really good. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> and then amazing. now we're here, we're getting a lot of that. But all right, let's go. <laughs> all right. So your first stop on this trip, you went to Athens. Is that right? Is and isn't, yeah. isn't Athens like the birthplace of democracy? It is. And we visited Acropolis. We visited the uh, the Parthenon, Mars Hill. Um, do you what, remember what's Mars, Mars Hill? Hill? No, what's Mars Hill? So, okay, so when we were in Athens, you're, you know, if anybody that's been there, you you look up and you see the Acropolis up in the mount, you know, up in the top, and everybody knows those those columns and those beams and um, the Parthenon, that's considered the Parthenon, and then the Acropolis is, you know, where the, the temple, and um, down below it is uh, this little hill, okay? And um, and they don't believe that that the Stoics, what they did was the Stoics will go up on these little hills all the philosophers and everybody else, and they would be looking up at the at the Parthenon, 
and they would just do philosophy. They would talk about, you know, people would have reasoning and, you know, all these, these smart guys. And um, so it was like, it was like the original Ted talks. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bunch of wise people that just talk about, yeah. Original Ted talk. And, but Paul would, we think that, you know, based off of history and I was talking with some of the guides is they believe that Paul stood below it at the bottom and uh, he didn't even give them credence. He didn't go up to the Acropolis. He didn't go up the hill. He just stood there and he was just telling them about the unknown God. Remember that in that whole story. And, um, you know, what Paul, Paul was really good at was bridging the gap with people. And so he would try to find what are our similarities? Um, you know, how could we have a conversation? And he's, you know, he was able to just really bridge the gap. And so he was just being observant. That's all he did. I mean, he walks into the, the thing and he sees these idols. Okay, I see that idol. I see that God. I see that God. I see that God. And that is, he's just probably praying in his spirit. He's probably, you know, meditating on God's words. Says, all right, God, what are you going to want me to say? Remember, he's the one that says, you know, Lord, fill my heart, fill my words with wisdom and knowledge. Yeah. So he's probably just sitting there going, God, I need you here. And then all of a sudden he's, he catches this, this, unknown god thing and he's like that's it that's what i'm gonna use (laughs) and and he goes in and he just starts sharing his heart with these guys about this unknown god and then he bridges it to jesus he bridges it to the resurrection because that's what separates all of us uh, and that's what separates christianity from all of the religions and 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 uh, it says that many gave their life to the lord and um so Paul said, again, we're going to go back to 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. Paul said that follow my example, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And so what is, what is, what is Paul saying here? What is, what, is he, what is the message to us here? The message is look for opportunities to bridge, you know, conversation with people that are not like-minded in the moment, but pray that the Spirit of God would work in you so that you can see what's around you, and then use that as an opportunity to help share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and I just think, you know, this, on this show, you know, Bob, you and I, we talk about, we got to give, share our faith. We got to do all this stuff all the time, but I'm just telling you, you know, Matthew 28, 19 and Acts 1, 8, I mean, that's, that wasn't a, that, that's a command. That's God telling, listen, if you're a follower of Christ, you're sharing your faith because there's so many people that don't know him and that are looking and searching for him. So Paul knew that. And as Paul is sitting there at Mars Hill, you know, he's all of a sudden these people gave their life to the Lord. And Paul's like, OK, good. I did my job. Now, next, let's go to the next place. <laughs> you know, he goes up to Centuria. You know, he leaves Athens. He goes to Centuria. Then he takes the boat over to Ephesus. That's actually where he went. So, yeah, there you go. That's, That's really good. Well, I, I just wanted to share with our listeners that kind of the story you were talking about, Paul, where he was sharing can be found in Acts 17. And it's just an, yeah. it's an amazing it's an amazing part of Scripture. You can just read through it. It's it's really, really cool. But I wanted you to share with our listeners. We talked about this in the show prep. You kind of had a theme for this tour that uh, you, you started it off with at the beginning. And yeah. I think I think you should share that. I think that would be I, I just think it was really, really cool. And honestly, it's how we should live every day. But it, yeah. it's cool that you brought that up to the to this tour. So if you don't mind, share share with the. Yeah, folks. so 
so we're Christine and I, we we went on this tour just to really just be servants and just to help coordinate logistics, right? And um the first night, um the one of the group leaders, they asked me to just close us in prayer. And um, all I did was I just started praying about basically what Paul did. I just started bringing in the prayer, everything we talked about in the meeting. And I was just bringing scripture to it and just bringing light to it. And um, what came of that was that Paul was bold in his faith, right? He was not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and Paul didn't look at dealing with the philosophers, which is these, these unbelievable, great, wise men that probably had power and prominence and, and all of this. Paul never looked at it that way. Paul didn't see any of that. Paul didn't walk into a, to the, to, to the Corinthian location thinking, okay, I'm going to die or, you know, whatever. He didn't think of it that way. He just says, you know what? I, I am crucified with Christ. It's I that no longer live. I'm going to do it in the name of Jesus. And he had this boldness about him. And that really became kind of this theme where it, it popped up in, in every one of our meetings and our days that they want to have a boldness for Jesus. And, and we started talking. It was really funny how it all of a sudden was started leading to, you know, seeing people as Christ sees them. And, and they all started talking about, well, what if a person had, you know, um, earrings in their knives and their nose? And what if they had tattoos? And what if they were, you know, this and that and all these different things? And, you know, you got to remember that most of the people on this tour are like 65 years old in age. And, and I'm just like encouraging them, listen, you guys have so much wisdom and you could just love on these younger people and just see them as Christ sees them, but have the boldness and the conviction like Paul did and, and be an example to them and have them follow you as you example Christ. And um, so, yeah, that was kind of the theme that really resonated throughout the week. It's been cool throughout your two weeks. So, yeah. And then you said something about like every opportunity is a, is, or every, yeah. you know, every obstacle, circumstance. every circumstance there you go. There is, is an opportunity to bring glory to God. So we, um, so we were, I basically shared with them at the very beginning, listen, y'all um, I'm on, it's, it's very risky for me to be on this tour with you guys. And so I just want you to know that problems happens. Um, you know, we're going to have to make adjustments Um and, and, but isn't that life is basically what I said. And, and I just want you guys to know that, you know, if we can just be the very best group to every hotel staff member that's ever been here to every person that we're at, why don't we be the servants of all? And we really did get from the hotel management that we were the best group they've ever had. And, and I just said, you know what, when something happens bad, let's look at it as an opportunity to bring glory to God. So and when good. we have to adjust our lives, let's look at it as an opportunity to bring glory to God. And, and one of the nights, and I'll just give you one really big illustration. We got done, we were in Rome and we did the whole day. We did Vatican city in the morning. We did St. Petersburg Basilica. So there's probably about 10,000 steps in those two. And then we went to the catacombs and we were underground for another 4,000 steps. And then from the catacomb, we went up to, uh, uh, Spanish steps and then over to the Trivi fountain. And we're just like exhausted. Right. I mean, we're at 20,000 steps exhausted. Well, anyway, we picked um, we picked that night to do a walkthrough through the inner city to be around the Romans. We wanted to go where all the Romans hang out, where they do the party and where all the kids are. And it's, it's just it's really Roman. But the walkthrough was at least 
a mile and a half. That's not a good idea with 65 people <laughs> after a long day. And so we're walking through it. And I'm telling you, I got to the, to the restaurant first as we were walking through and they were ticked at me. They were looking at me with like one of those faces. The and restaurant or, the, or, you, or your people? Well, the people. So they had okay. to walk through all this way. And when we got to the restaurant, they looked at me like, you know, they had this frown <laughs> on their face. Why are you making us do this at this time of night? And I looked at it and I smiled at every circumstance is an opportunity to bring glory to God. <laughs> and they were so funny. But anyways, yeah. afterwards, it resonated so much with them that they, 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 you know, they, they were, you know, and I was being funny and they probably didn't like me very much. And some of them will probably listen to this show. Um, but it was a, it was a, it was awesome. It was, it blessed me. It was able to bless them, it was able to encourage them and really to see things in, in a different perspective. So yeah, it was awesome. I'm glad we got to, got to, you know, see that. And that's exactly how Paul looked at everything too. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. exactly how he would saw it. So that's so cool. All right. All right. So then you went to Corinth and I yeah. believe that was on your birthday. So happy birthday. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Happy yeah. birthday, Pete. I'd sing Thank to you, you, but I'm not going to next year. Happy next year. Happy okay, birthday. All right. Done. <laughs> so Corinth, Corinth was, a, was significant in the ancient Roman world because of its geography, its wealth and its regional influence. In fact, in Big the time. Bible, Corinth is, a, is significant because of its connection with the Apostle Paul's missionary work. Corinth was the capital of the Roman province. In, here's one of those words, Achaia, Achaia. Achaia, Achaia. and was situated uh, on the Isthmus of Corinth and about 40 miles west of Athens, Greece. Paul spent about 18 months in Corinth during his second missionary uh, journey, which you can read about in Acts 18. Both Jews and Gentiles believed Paul's message about Jesus, and these new believers became the Corinthian church. The, mm. New, Testa the new Testament epistle of first and second Corinthians are letters from Paul to the to the believers at that church. Notably, Corinth is also the place where Paul met Achaia and Priscilla. Aquila, fellow Aquila, Aquila and a Priscilla. Oh, I'm close. Oh, so they rhyme. Aquila and Priscilla. Yeah. Did they yeah. do that on purpose? Yeah. They were <laughs> they were tent makers. I did not know that, Pete. They were tent makers as well. But they became yeah. ministry co-workers. And again, all this can be found in, in Acts 18. Um, and then, so, so, so yeah, what did you think of Corinth? Yeah, so we come into Corinth. And at first I'm thinking, man, it's not that great because Athens didn't preserve some of their places that well, right? I mean, I mean, not Athens, Greece itself. So a lot of things have been broke down, broken down, unlike Ephesus. And we'll talk about that in a second. Ephesus was just unbelievable. But we come into Corinth and we go to the Agora. Okay. So that's where I wanted to go. And the Agora was the meeting place, right? So the whole city is, is built up around the Agora and Agora is where all the shops are. That's where the tent makers would be. That's where all of that. And so I'm sitting there and I'm just going, looking at the Agora and I'm just thinking, Paul is standing right here. Right. And he's standing here. And he's helping with the tents. He's probably patching them up. Maybe he's doing, you know, helping with poles or whatever else that he has to do. And that's his daily job. People don't realize that. That's Paul's just hanging out. He's going to work just like you and I. Right. And and he's sitting there and, and he's and he's but but Paul had a different ministry. And then all of a sudden I found myself speaking with this group and we're at the Bema seat. The Bema seats right off the Agora there. And I just started sharing. I said, man, just think about it. 
we get up in the morning, we, we have our devotion time with the Lord, we spend time with him, we're in fellowship with God, and then we go to work, right? Many of us go to work. And I said, Paul went to work. Paul was sitting there at the tent place right here in the Agora. And I said, he's right here, guys. He's right here in Corinth. And, and Paul was just like, okay, well, I have an opportunity to just love on people today. I have an opportunity to not make this about me today. And, 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 and Corinth was like people, I've heard people say that Corinth was like Las Vegas. There was prostitutes everywhere. They had temples there where they're all naked running around, you know, 200 prostitutes at a time. And it was commerce and it was just, it was just vulgarity and it was just a bad place. Right. And I was like, man, that's much, I mean, think about it today. We have our porn on our, on our, on the internet. We have it everywhere. I mean, it's just, it's the same thing. It's everywhere. We have corruption and dirtiness and everything. Right. And so Paul's in the midst of it. We're in the midst of this and he's just, he has a different outlook on life. And so for Paul to be there for 18 months, it must have been one of those places that have been pretty bad. He's like, man, I'm going to have to be here a little bit longer to really help establish a church, right? So this is going to take a little bit of work. And God brought together, you know, Priscilla and Aquila. He brought, you know, brought them alongside of them. They were on fire for Christian for Christ, and they became co-labors of with him in, in his work. And but Paul made a difference there and the Corinthian church started and it blew up. And it was because Paul's commitment to love people where they were at. Paul would see a person come into them, get his tent maker. And he was just with the prostitute the week before or the night before, or the person was living by the pagan gods, or they were doing this or whatever else that was happening during that time. And Paul was like, Hey, I'm a light into this darkness. I'm doing ministry right here in my work, right there in the Agora. Yep. And um, it was just, it was powerful to be there and to actually see that and witness that. But just to, again, what we were sharing with this group is don't look at things the way the world is looking at. It. I want, we need to have spiritual eyes. Yes. How did Paul see this? And Paul says, follow me as an example, as I'm an example of Christ. So how did Paul see that? How do we follow Paul? That is a way that we follow Paul as he was sitting there in the Corinth in the Agora doing temple work. And so that's kind of that, that should be an encouragement to us all to help us motivate us to, to want to do and be like, like, you know, so I don't know my thoughts, any thoughts on you? Yeah. Just what a great reminder that uh, I, I think most people probably don't even realize that Paul, I mean, they probably heard about being a tent maker, but to, to really just think about, look, he, he was working a job and, but that didn't stop his ministry. That should be every one of us, whatever we do to put food on the table, provide for our families. That's, that's wonderful. But our main job is to still, it's why we call it the mission minded, right? Pete? Like everything we do yeah. should be mission minded, whether you're on vacation, yeah. whether you're working, whether yeah. you're going to school, whether you're, you know, at a retirement home playing bingo, I, mm. it doesn't matter. Everything you do should be with a mission mindset. And then that's what Paul just is the ultimate example of that. And, and I think, you know, that that's what verse one says, right? Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Yeah. You know, and I was just thinking, you know, another important thing that happened in Corinth, and I think we need to give context to this, is in Acts 18, verses 10, it talks about um, the Lord speaking to Paul because he was fearful. And one of the things that we as Christians need to understand is Ephesians 6, when he spoke to the Ephesians, that we don't battle against flesh and blood, 
there is a spiritual darkness in a in a demonic world that's just wanting to destroy us. And can you imagine, Paul? I mean, this man has been beaten, shipwrecked. I mean, this guy has been put to death. I mean, he's been through so much for his faith, and he's been faithful. And, you know, again, where's our spiritual eyes in this? Well, how do we, if we are bold witnesses for Christ, and we're loving on people that are in darkness, darkness sometimes can't handle the light. And sometimes darkness lashes out. That's right. right. And so and Satan tries to make us fearful sometimes, too. And I think the message that we get from 1 Corinthians 18 here in 10 is that we don't have to fear. Maybe your, your verse in, 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 in Timothy that, you know, we don't have a spirit of fear. We have a spirit of love and sound mind, right? There's, we don't need to have that because God is for us. Amen. And sometimes, sometimes God needs to show up in our lives and say, hey, you don't have to fear for right now. I want you to still be bold for my faith. I want you to go. And, and Paul was bold and he just continued to keep on. So that's kind of what I got from that. All right, let's go on to the next location. Well, yeah, well, you kind of already teased this a little bit. So next you went to Turkey yeah. and visited Ephesus, right? So Ephesus was the capital city of the Roman province in Asia. Uh, Ephesus was a significant center of trade located near a harbor at the mouth of the Castor River in Western yeah. Asia Minor. The city lay in a long, fertile valley. Major roads connected Ephesus to all the significant cities in Asia Minor. Ephesus was known for its amphitheater, the largest in the world designed to hold 50,000 people. That just, that's amazing. 50,000 people with, without microphones. That's pretty amazing. So Ephesus was also the location of the great temple of Artemis or Diana built in 550 BC. This temple was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Yeah. So um, I saw that temple. I mean, I saw oh, it's still the, there. the temple there. Yeah. So um, what well, part of it is, this this the the Byzantine Empire, so the Ottomans and the Byzantine Empire, they preserved this area very well. And it is large and it is big. And there is a ton of runes here. And you can you walk for literally a mile through runes and you can see and they preserve this amphitheater, that 50,000 seat amphitheater. We I was standing in the midst of it. That's and amazing. it was sitting there. Um, it, I mean, Ephesus is just incredible. But some of the greatest verses we have in the Bible come from Ephesus, right? Uh, it was just absolutely incredible um, what we saw. And I was just kind of looking at um, some of the things that he, that Paul said. He said in Acts 19.10, he says, All the Jews and Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. Paul was... Um, this was the place where Paul was. Remember where um, he would walk around, and that girl was selling the uh, prince, the Diana um, idol, and she was bugging Paul. Yeah, demon possessed. Yeah, and Paul would say, "Paul would say, in the name of Jesus, I'm done with you." <laughs> he had gone, enough, and she was saved. It was like three well, days, right? She's like following her for three days, and he's like, "I've had enough. I've had enough." In Jesus' name. Yeah. And so, so he, he then was then dragged into this big, big amphitheater. And so I'm sitting there thinking Paul was brought right here. And then I think, isn't this the place? And I could be wrong and I, my, my memories, but I think, isn't this the place they took him out of the city and they stoned him? Isn't that where it was? 
I could it be. I could be, be wrong. I'd have, man, I'd have to read. I don't think so. Maybe it's. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it might have been one of those smaller ones. But anyway, yeah, I'm not it, sure. He still was that. The Diana part was what happened here. Yep. Um, but it's just it is ginormous, and you know, Paul again spent a lot of time in Ephesus. This is where John lived in Ephesus. This is where Mary lived. Um, so Mary lived in this area. Um, you know, John lived, was in Patmos when he was in exile, when he wrote the book of revelation, but he also helped, uh, be a part of that. So, and this is where Timothy came. So Paul sent Timothy back to Ephesus and that was his home church. Really? So all of these people, yeah. So all of these people were in Ephesus. So Ephesus was a very, this, this location in Turkey was a wow for me. This out of all the locations I've been to, I would say. Ephesus was a wow, unbelievable. I mean, just incredible. Um, but again, so what's the message? Paul, Paul was, Paul was again bold in his faith. Paul is uh, sharing the gospel with these people. Um, Paul was not a fearful of, of of attacks. You know, he he was bold. Again, this girl was coming. He's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, in the name, I have power. Basically, said, I have power and authority over darkness. You know, greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. And so Paul proclaimed it in Ephesus, you know. So anyway, that's part of it. Any thoughts on Ephesus besides that? Um, Just a reminder that the my my wife's favorite verse is is Ephesians 3.20. So I'll shout out to my wife for that. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of good, good verses in Ephesians. We can go all all day on that. We should do a book. We should go through that someday. Uh, the book of Ephesians? Yeah, that'd be fun. We did Colossians. Now it's time to do Ephesians. Right? right. After we finished John. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right. So after you left Ephesus. No, you're you not. A... <laughs> Inside joke for our longtime listeners. <laughs> after Ephesus, you took a boat ride over to the island of Patmos. You just talked about that. So that's where John was, right? Patmos is a small Greek island in the Aegean Sea and is mentioned only one time in Scripture. The Apostle John um, when he was writing the book of Revelations from the Isle of Patmos, because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus, see Revelations 1.9. That is, John was exiled there by the Roman government because of his proclamation of the gospel. It was on the island of Patmos that John received messages from Jesus to the churches and visions related to end times. So what did you think of that? Did you get a chance to go there? Well, yeah. So we were in Patmos. Um, we went to. Um, Patmos, we went to the top um, and overlooked all the land. It was beautiful up there. So like a mountain? Um, and it was like a mountain on the, on the island? It's an island mountain. It's an island mountain. Yeah, it's small. Patmos is small. Um, but what I got from it, it, we went to the cave where they supposedly were, you know, John was, um, you know, and they made it some religious symbol there. But, you know, and I was just sharing with the group. I was just like, let's look at this again. Get past the religion. Right. Um, and I said, just look at it from this perspective. I, here's here's John. He's 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 put here, you know, because he was a criminal, supposedly for doing God's work. And and this man is probably like, God, why are you doing this to me? Right. Or what? Why do I have to go through this? I'm in exile in Patmos. What's going on? Whatever's going through his brain. I said, let's look at it from a spiritual perspective. So Paul is he's he's walked with jesus i mean not paul john he's walked with jesus 
he's intimate with Jesus. He knows Jesus well. He has a love relationship with Jesus. We know this because of his his books that he's written. You know, John, <laughs> the, the one that the one that Jesus the one that Jesus loved. Yeah, yeah, the one that Jesus loved. And 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 as he's sitting there, he's probably broken. He's probably surrendered. He's probably feels defeated. Maybe, um, you know, he's at the end of his life. It's towards the end of his life, and then the Jesus shows up. Mm. And, and, and he reveals himself to him and he says, Hey, your work isn't done yet. The greater things are yet to come. And, and I want to give you something special and I want to use you to, to, to be a voice of, in, in a, uh, to the, to the lost world. And I want to, I want to share something special because what I'm going to give you, the words that I'm going to give you, he, he says, anybody that reads this, they're going to be blessed and I'm going to use you. To, to bless these people. And so just imagine John, but just imagine us at the end of our rope and we're defeated and, and we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel and we just don't know what's next, right? And all of a sudden, in the quiet of our heart, in the stillness of our spirit, we're just broken and God shows up and he says, hey, Pete, you know what? I'm going to use you today. There's what an amazing somebody that gift. I want you to speak through. And God does that. He does. And and I was and I was like, we got to get our eyes off the circumstance, and we got to bring glory to God in it, and we got to see it from His perspective because God is not done with you. He's mm. constantly at work, and He's constantly wanting to use you. And no matter what the circumstance is, just continue to press into Him because you never know what the next day is going to bring. You never know how God and the Holy Spirit is going to show up so that he can use you and work through you. So that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. What a, what a gift that that was to John. Uh, But like you said, he does that to us. If we'll just keep, keep our eyes open, he will, he will do that even today. Absolutely. Absolutely. All all right. So next you went on to another Island, the Island of Rhodes, the important of Rhodes in the new Testament period uh, is very important in the new Testament period by the visits of Herod, the great to the Island. Herod passed by yeah. Rhodes on his, on his way to, now you're going to help me with this one, Brundism, Brunduism? I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but that was about, about 40 BC. After Antony's well, defeat mean, at Actium, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking, I, when I got to Rhodes, I'm like, okay, God, what, why am I talking about Rhodes here, right? And I said, well, Herod the Great, but Herod wasn't that great. I, we don't like Herod, so I don't <laughs> want to talk about Herod the Great. Herod the Great was a bad guy, but he's in the Bible. Um, and that's, you know, that's the biggest thing there. But Paul, it was more of a stopping over point, right? So we Rhodes is beautiful. So the place, it's Lindos. Lindos is the city, and that's where the port city was. And we went to that port city where Paul would have came into. And so it was a stopping ground on his way back to Jerusalem, right? So I think it was his either a second or a third trip. Second, it was a second. And so Rhodes, it's like mentioned one verse in there, like Paul stops in Rhodes. He probably wintered <laughs> there possibly, but I mean, okay, so how do we see this from a spiritual perspective? You know, we're in Rhodes. What's that all about? Well, you know, there's some times in our life that we need a time of rest, you know, there's That's places good. in our life where we just need to stop, you know, and it might be a roads. We don't know, but God is going to minister to us wherever we're at. 
And, and there's seasons and there's times in our lives that we have to just know that God's in control and it might be a road, it might be a stopping point, but it's significant because the presence of God is there and he's near. And so that's that's kind of what I see with Rose. There's not much. There's not much to talk about. Um, uh, but it was pretty. When said, I hey, went to, is that where we get Rhodes Scholars from, or is that a different Rhodes? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I just thought about that. But you said it was it was a beautiful place. It was nice. Very. We walked to the top. I think it was like three thousand steps up in this monastery at the top of this mountain. That was a brutal walk. I think we took donkeys up there. It was pretty fun. <laughs> that's um, cool. But, <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of cool, but it was, I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, it, from that perspective, but again, I'm, I'm just trying to think, okay, why am I talking about roads right now? Right. You know, he stops over. We don't know, but All right. anyway, I'd much rather go to Malta than go to Rhodes. you know, man, so didn't go to Malta. Yeah. You didn't go to Malta. You didn't shipwreck no. on Malta. That would have been no, cool. That, yeah. That would have been cool. <laughs> All right. Watch out for, watch out for the snakes in the fire. Will you? All right. All right. So let's go to Rome. So you got to you go to Rome. Right. You talked a little bit about it already, but Rome is not mentioned in the Old Testament, but figures prominently in the New Testament. Yep, yep, Although the yep. city of Rome is not often directly mentioned, every place and event in the New Testament has Roman rule as its background. Rome yep. came to prominence in what is called the inter. Help me with this intertestamental period. Roughly, you got it. It's the 400 years between the Old Testament and New Testament. That would have been just That's an easier it. way to say it. So yep. during that time, Israel was first under the rule of the Greeks and then gained independence for a little bit and then came under control of the Roman Empire. The city yeah, of remember Rome. The Maccabees. Remember the yeah. story about Maccabees? That's when they gained control a little bit. So Alexander the Great came in and just defeated everything else. And the Maccabees were during that time. And then the Romans came in and occupied them after that. So right. And that's then, kind well, of the... well, Rome pretty much controlled all the Mediterranean at that point, at that time. So yeah. within the yeah. empire, there were there was there were citizens of Rome who had very special protection and then everybody else. So who were more or less the everybody else is more or less the conquered people and did not have the same protections that uh, a citizen of Rome would have. Simply living within the borders of the Roman Empire did not give you uh, citizenship of Rome. It was a decree from Rome by the Emperor Caesar Augustus that moved Mary and well, Joseph to Beth. Remember that? So they that's kind of what forced that that decree is what forced Mary and Joseph to go to Bethlehem for the census, right? Right. It was all it was controlling everything that was happening. But that was like Rome, but for Paul got or had Roman citizenship and that got him out of trouble like no other, right? Um, he would, yeah, he would have that. been it was, he would have been killed in Jerusalem had he not had that, that. was his trump card all the time. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It was. And so but he would use that. And so Rome played a significant role in because it was the, the government, it played a significant role within Paul. So Paul used what he had. So, again, how do we look at the spiritual side of it? Well, what do we have? We have these laws or we don't or whatever it is. We just take what God gives us. And we use it. And Paul used that, you know, magnificently. Well, anyways, um, you know, what we know about Paul was he li he was in Rome at one point. Um, you know, God told him that he was going to speak before emperors. And 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 uh, and so yeah. Paul knew that, um, you know, back to what we were talking about from Athens. So he went from Athens to Centura over to actually Miletus, which is below uh, Ephesus. 
And remember, they came to him and said, hey, you can't go back to Jerusalem. You can't go back to Jerusalem. You're going to be killed. You're going to be handed over. And Paul's like, what are you doing? I know I'm still going. You basically he's like, leave me alone. I'm going. <laughs> and and it was almost like God showed up and he gave Paul a boldness and he gave him a um, a clear vision of what his purpose was. And so Paul knew this. And so Paul's like, I'm going. And so the whole process is he goes back to Israel and he gets, you know, he gets before um, um, Agrippa, King Agrippa and all these guys. And and he knows that it's it's his time. He starts seeing the writing on the wall. I think he was there for like three years before they even sent him back to, um, you know, to Rome. But you know, Paul's like, I'm going to use this time with King Agrippa. Remember how many times did he preach to him and how many times did he do that? And then finally, you know, after three years, he's like, all right, I want to go to Caesar. And he goes to Caesar. And the story is that we know is that at first we went to the location where Paul would have lived. It's right outside of the Palatine Hill. Palatine Hill was the government hills, the Colosseum and the Forum was right down below that. Uh, and Caesar's palace was was close. But anyway, so we went there and um, Paul, we would we saw where uh, Caesar Nero burnt down the city area. In, um, and I think it was in 70 or 67 or somewhere where he went and killed all the Christians and he burned them down and he burned them at the stakes. We saw that mm -hmm. location that were to win where Paul was at first, where he was able to pay his own rent. He probably had a guard on him. He was on house arrest, basically. Um, he was able to freely go and come back on his own. Um, he probably wrote some of his epistles, probably wrote for Timothy's for sure. I think he wrote Timothy when he was in the Marmotine prison, though. Um, so but anyway, so that's that was his first thing. And then we know that later Caesar Nero brought him back and we did go to the Marmotine prison. So so here, you know, the Colosseum is on one side, the Palatine Hills up on the hill. And then the forum is right next to the Colosseum down below. And then on the far uh, east side, northeast side is a prison. It's called Marmotine prison, Marmotine something. And we went down to the very bottom and both Peter and Paul were there. Um, it was, um, you know, Peter was there three years prior to Paul um, and he was hung upside down on a cross and Paul was beheaded. So Paul got a merciful um, death because he was a Roman citizen. So he was given the beheading. Uh, um, and then we went to Paul's uh, uh, tomb. You know, we saw Paul's tomb where his bones were. We also went to Peter's tomb where his bones were. Um, supposedly, you know, there's bones in there. I just don't know if it's theirs or not, but they say it is, you know. Um, so, I mean, that was kind of cool. So, but back to Paul's, uh, back to the message about Paul. He, um, he was obedient to death. And um, each one of us are given a calling. And, and if we are a child of God, we have a calling. And with that calling comes boldness. And we must be committed to the calling no matter what. And God, when we have a fellowship and relationship with him, God gives us clarity and he gives us understanding and he gives us direction uh, to fulfill that, what he, gives, what he wants us to do. And Paul's like, all right, God, you told me that I'm going to be before Caesar, then Caesar I go. 
And, and I don't know how that's going to look, God, but I'm going to continue to live. And he's like, all right, Lord, here I am with King Agrippa. It's been three years. I'm still in prison here in Jerusalem. What's going on? You know, and all of a sudden, one day it opens up and Paul's like, whoa, this is the time, God. I'm going to I'm going to go see Caesar. Right. <laughs> and um, so he went. But there's reports that said that Paul, that Caesar's whole court came to know Lord. There's there's actually written documentation that says that the, the people in Caesar's court came to know Jesus through Paul's ministry. Wow. So here's Paul again in prison. And what is he doing? He's sharing his faith. And so it's nonstop. It's constant. Every circumstance. I mean, come on. Every circumstance is an opportunity to bring glory to God. Every Amen. circumstance. And so we just got to do that. Anyways, Rome, you guys, anybody that's been to Rome knows it's just, it's a magical place. You know, it's, it's, it's special. It's, um, the Vatican's a little overwhelming. The St. Petersburg Basilica is St. Peter's Basilica is overwhelming. I mean, you walk in, they're like, oh, my gosh, this is worth a trillion dollars. I mean, it's just it's so, so extravagant. Um, but again, I, here's how I look at it without casting stones or trying to condemn all this billions of dollars or trillions of dollars. I've, I Here's how I look at it. I was like, you know, God made the temple for Israel. Awesome. It was, it was a sight to see and it was the very best. And, and you know what, sometimes we want to give God our very best. And, right. and so I'm going to say St. Pete, St. Peter's Basilica is the very best the Christian <laughs> has to offer. I mean, there's, there's nothing in the world that, that even comes close to compare to this church. It's overwhelming. And so, you know what, God, we're giving you the very best. And our heart is to worship you. Heck with the religion. Religion sucks. I saw religion everywhere and it just makes me, drives me nuts because it does no good. Um, but we, again, just look at it from God's eyes. We're going to, we're going to go with that. We're not going to cast a stone. We're just going to say, God, here's our very best. And, um, and uh, just admire the the majesty of it and creation of it, and thank God that He gave these people the gifts for it. So there you go. So That's awesome. you know, some people look some people look at it like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. It's so gaudy. They're so it's too much, you know. And I was like, maybe, maybe, but let's just let's try to turn it around. Let's just look at the heart part of it. You know, and maybe they just took the example from the Israelites when they made the temple. Let's just go with that. So anyway, good. That's my good question. stuff. Good yeah. stuff. All right. Well, finally, now you're in Naples. You're down in the yeah. uh, it, it, the Amalfi Coast. Is that how you say it? Um, yes, Amalfi Coast. So tell us a little bit about that as we wrap up the show. Um, we're going to see Pompeii. We're going to see the Herculeum. We're going to go up and down. It's just beautiful. Capri. Um, it's, this is like, this is what, this is how I shared it. Cause I have a small group that I took and we're still here. So we're going to be doing it tomorrow. I'll be in Sorrento. Um, but I just, I basically told him, I says, Hey, listen, we just went through an unbelievable trip. Um, now let's, let's just unwind a little bit, you know, let's just put our feet up. And it was really funny. It's tonight. They kept asking, okay, where are we going to dinner? What time are we going to dinner? And, and I didn't respond to them. And, and, uh, and I, I, I didn't do anything. Right. I was just like, you know, oh yeah, we'll come down a little bit. Then they're like, okay, when are we coming down? I said, oh, I was like, Christy and I are already down here. And, um, they're like, oh, okay. Then I, we start walking and they're like, 
what are you doing? You're not telling us what to do or whatever. I says, no, I told you this isn't laid back. They're like, we're so used to you like saying, okay, at five o'clock, be sure you're five minutes early. And this is what we're going to do with this and this and this and this. And I, and they're like, they're like getting all messed up because I have, I'm so laid back. I'm not saying anything. We're just going with the flow. And I was like, and I, and I told him, I says, well, they're like, what time do we have to be up tomorrow? I was like, 10 o'clock. They're like, what? 10 o'clock. I was like, yeah, sleep in. They're like, we can just sleep in because we've been getting up at 6 30 or 7 o'clock every day. So for, so like, for two, yes. for two weeks, you've been telling them everything to do every step of the way. And now they got freedom. They don't know what to do. It was funny. <laughs> it was funny. And so, but I mean, just like, yeah. And then I do Then this is the other thing. We start walking for dinner tonight and I'm like, I'm not telling them what to do. I was like, yeah, where do you guys want to go? I don't know wherever you want to take us. I was like, no, no, you, you decide you got, well, what, what has a cool vibe? They're like, well, you tell us where to go. <laughs> you know? oh and I was goodness. like, I just like, it was, I, we had it so bland and we had so much. Uh, now they're like, they're going to have to learn that we just want to be free here a little bit, but it was funny. Hey, I mean, it's so you, good. You know what that reminds me of Pete? It's like, you know, when the Israelites got out of Egypt, it's like you can take the Israelites out of Egypt, but you can't take Egypt out of the Israelites. Like You just get, just used, you get used to it. Yeah, of course. That's part of awesome. it's probably my it, part of it's probably my fault. I probably could have done a better job explaining my mentality, um, <laughs> but it's it's you know, it's more of a. Um, it's fun. I mean, that's the whole point of this. We're going to do less walking. We're going to be in a car more, you know, we'll still sightsee a little bit, but it's more about let's just unwind. Let's just take in this beauty. You know, let's just praise the Lord. Let's draw near to God together. You know, we'll probably do a little devotion. I was thinking maybe tomorrow morning, maybe we can go down and just do a little devotion together and, and, uh, maybe we'll just pray to start. Actually, that's what I'll do. It's a good idea. Thanks Bob for the good idea. You're, you're welcome. And uh, we'll just do that. But that's that's pretty much the trip. I mean, um, I, you know, I, if anybody wants to go or a church, you know, contact us. We would love to help set them up. But the point of this trip is, is this is just really how do we see everything from God's perspective? And, and we could take we take this trip. We take remember, we did a show on travel right a while yeah, back. Yeah. And. You know, that's that's the message that we've been sharing with people here is like, you know, we don't you just said it earlier. We don't do anything without making God the priority. You know, it's it's it doesn't matter where we're at. You know, he's always the center of it. And and it's always about him. And, um, you know, I, I can tell you, we were on the plane and, and uh, I remember talking with one of the flight attendants and, you know, just going out of my way to want to bless her and encourage her and. Uh, we did the same things with, you know, some of our guides and different team members that we've had work with us. Valeria, she give her a shout out. She was our, our one of our team members and we ha she's been with us a little bit and um, just she was a blessing to people, you know, and um, we were able to just bless her. And, and it was just that's just kind of what this trip was about. And I just think that should be our life in general. Just be a blessing. So I don't know. Any last thoughts? No, I think, uh, man, it's just, I'm, if everybody's like me, they're like, man, I wish I was on that trip or I want to go on that trip. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas there's another one. If you guys, if anybody wants to go next year, I think it's in March, we can put you on a, we can put you on a tour that's going over there. Um, too much yeah. fun. Too much fun. Yeah. 
All right. Well, speaking of that, let's not forget that we we have a tour that's going. We're doing the Footsteps of Moses. It's going to be right. for next June. Um, anybody that wants to travel with us, we're going to be going to Egypt, Cairo, Egypt, and and following the the Exodus and going to Israel and then back up and through down doing hitting all the major sites. And um, I can't wait. I think we're I think we're at twenty maybe our people now or close to it. We should be uh you know a pretty full crew i can't wait it's gonna be amazing uh, gonna be amazing i can't wait so if you want information on that i think you can find it on riotpodcast.com the riotpodcast.com there's a link on there they can get to it all right well i think that's the show Um, all right well as always usually go ahead I, u- I usually end the show with, if you want to give your life to the Lord, you can. And I think this is a good opportunity. Yeah, please um, do. I mean, I was just thinking, you know, for me personally, I, I am learning more and more that God is at work a lot more than we actually think he is. <laughs> and he's really moving and working in a lot of people. And I think a lot of people are really <clears throat> searching for truth out there. And I think a lot of times Christians are a little too quiet, and I think we need to be a little bit more um, proactive in our communication with people. And bold, um, be bold, bold, yeah, be bold. And um, you know, the 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 message today was, you know, Paul surrendered his life to the Lord, and, and God changed him. God touched him, and his life was transformed, and he became a different person. And Paul took on a life of meaning and, and, and he took on a life that was filled with adventure. It filled with danger, but more importantly, it was filled with a, a, a transformation. You know, Paul wrote in Romans 12 that he was transformed by the renewing of his mind. You know, he wrote in uh, second or he wrote in was it yeah, second Corinthians 517. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. And, and what he's telling the people is, listen, my life was once I was angry, I was miserable, but now I am changed. I'm transformed and I'm now have new life. And, um, he, he, you know, he had, you know, Philippians four, he's talking about that, you know, he's filled with joy. He's, he's filled with hope. He's filled with peace. He's, you know, he can now do all things through Christ who strengthens him, right? Where before he was defeated. And so if you're listening to this and you're just sitting there going, yeah, I, well, I want that. I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to have, uh, you know, follow the, the example of Paul as he follows the example of Christ. And, you know, I want to be imitators of, of, of God. And um, you can. All you got to do is just say, God, forgive me of my sins. I repent of my sins. I want to turn away from doing stupid things. And, and just say in your heart that you choose today to follow Christ. You choose today to surrender your life to him and to trust him as your Lord and Savior. Let him know that you believe that he died on the cross and he rose again on the third day, that you believe that he is um, God of your life. And, and the Bible says that if you confess that, and, and more than just confess it, but that you go and tell somebody that you did and that you start living the lifestyle of a follower. You know, if you're a follower of Christ, you're going to want to know more about Christ. You're going to want to read and study his word. You want to be in fellowship with other believers. You're going to want to be a witness to the to the world. You want to be a light in darkness. 
And uh, you want to be obedient in what he says. And if that's you and your life has changed, the Bible says that all the angels in heaven are rejoicing and celebrating your decision. You know, the Bible also tells us that if we confess him before man, that he too will confess you before his father in heaven. But if you deny him before man, that he too will deny you before his father in heaven. And so if you're giving your life to the Lord, do not deny him, but profess him to the world. And so we would love to hear from you if you made that decision. And we would love to, to just get a hold of you. Bob, how could they how could they contact us? Yeah, there's a few ways. First of all, go to our website, theriotpodcast.com, and uh, click on the Know God tab. There's lots of great information in there. And then you can go to the About Us tab, and there's a, just kind of look around the website. You'll find different ways to reach out to us. But I also want to draw your attention to our social media sites. You can go to Facebook. You can go to Twitter at The Riot Podcast. And you can also, if you're listening to us and not watching us, you can check us out on YouTube. And again, it's just the Riot Podcast. You'll see our little logo there and make sure you get the right one. And uh, and just share with us there. So like yeah, everybody always says, right, like, comment, and subscribe. But um, we would love to hear from you. So in the comments section, tell us where you're listening to us from. Tell us what part of that trip intrigued you that you would love to go see, you know, whether it be Ephesus or Rome or, you know, I want to go into the catacombs and, and check all that stuff out. But we'd love to hear what you thought about this show. This has been a little bit different, but Pete, it's been a lot of fun. I, I've really, yeah. uh, I've, I've enjoyed going through kind of living, living yeah. this trip through your, you know, hearing your experiences yeah. and just what an amazing time. So um, guys, we love you. We uh, just, just grateful that the, you took the time to listen to the show today, but really we yeah. would love to hear from you, whether you do it on our social media sites or through our website, just reach out and say, hello. We would love to hear from you. All right, guys. Yeah, what a, have an amazing week. Go ahead, Pete. Yeah, well, I was going to say, what we'll do is we'll put up some of the pictures that we talked about of these different locations up on our Riot Podcast uh, social media sites and people can see them. And, um, you know, I, I was thinking maybe I could Photoshop you in on some of them. So that'd be kinda cool. that, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like All it. All right. Well, be blessed, everyone. Take care. Take care, guys. Talk to you next week. God bless. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.